I'm Tina. And this is Obsessed with the Best. So hi guys, welcome to Obsessed with the Best with Alex and Tina. I'm Alex Ferrara here with Tina Scariano and we have a really special episode today where we're going to let you guys meet our moms. So first up is my mom, Kathy Ferrara, and then we've got my mom, Susan Scariano. We're so excited. We are so excited. Hi mom, how are you? Hi Alex, I'm good, how are you? (laughs) Good, we're very excited to have you on. Thank you, I'm thrilled to be on. I was talking to Tina right before you came on, where basically you kind of taught me what a multi-hyphenate was before there was even a term. Because when I was growing up, you always had 50 million jobs. There was at one point you were doing greeting cards. You were doing jewelry at one point. You were also modeling, also in commercials, also doing makeup, production. Now you have K for our color. So I kind of want to like wind it back and take it back to the beginning, which is You started modeling. That was like your first thing. You started modeling, but so young. Weren't you like 15? I was. I was 15. There is a, um, or was, a big department store here in St. Louis called Sticks Baron Fuller. And they were doing an open call. And me and my best friend, Chris, went down. I couldn't even drive. She had to drive us. She was a year older than me. And, um, they like were like, yeah, let's do this. This is great. And so I started modeling for them first, which was crazy, and then was picked up by an agency, um, which was actually not Talent Plus. There was another agency in town called Phoenix Models at the time, and I worked with them first, and then um, went on Talent Plus is, is one of the biggest agencies in town. So then I went on and signed with Talent Plus at like 15 and a half. Oh my God. I can't imagine being 15 years old and like having a career that is wild. It was crazy. It was crazy. And in fact, like at the time, like, I don't know if they still do this kind of thing now, but the high school I went to, they did this work program where my senior year, the second semester, I could do half a day of school and half a day of work. So they worked with me because I was working so much that I like maneuvered this like half day of, you know, half day of school my senior year. It was Okay, so this is how you have that like amazing energy, this like total great structure. Like you are an entrepreneur, business lady, do it all because you've been doing it since you were 15. Yes. Yes, I've been doing it since I was 15. Um, I love being busy. I love having a million things going on <laughs> at one time. That's when I feel like I'm my best. I worry about myself when I don't have enough going on because I feel like, you know what I mean? I just am not in the best mood and I think I'm going to get in trouble or something. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to start something bad. So I always have to be really busy. So how, are, how do you stay balanced and healthy and like not go insane because I get busy and I get overwhelmed and I self-destruct sometimes. Yeah. Um, I hear you. I take really, really good care of myself. I mean, I really do. It's so important to me. Um, And luckily, you know, some genetics where like alcohol doesn't sit right with me. So I can't, you know, I can have like a big night out as half a glass of wine for me or like, you know, part of a drink. (laughs) That's Um, And I take, you know, because we've talked about this, I take so many supplements. I love my supplements. I love anything that, you know, supports my energy. So yeah, that's really important. And you literally have more energy than we do. So (laughs) 
well, I don't know. About it's true. It's true. You do a million things you also. Do. Well, so. I need a nap sometimes and you don't. So that's the difference. <laughs> so, okay. So you start working at 15, but then you move to Chicago by yourself and you live in an apartment alone with your cat at 17 years old, which I we did. did that I, at 23. Like I moved to New York yeah. by myself and at 23, but you did that after college, but you did that at 17. So oh what was gosh. that like being on your own at 17 and also modeling in the 80s? Like that's such a time. Yeah. That is a time. It was definitely a time. So yeah. And then, you know, a piece of that is now being a mom. It's like, how did my mom and dad let me go to Chicago <laughs> on my own at 17. Like yay for them because it was great. And it was such a great experience. I was with an agency in Chicago, moved up there, stayed in this like model apartment. Um, Wait, can you tell and- the story about the Italian girl and how you learned to dress with more expensive clothes, but less of them? Yes. So that was actually, I oh. forgot about this piece. This was the first agent that I was with who lived in this big, beautiful mansion um, north on Lakeshore Drive. And I stayed with her. She had all these bedrooms up on her third floor. So I stayed there for a while. And, and the bedroom next door was this beautiful Italian model. And um, I just remember, and she was like maybe two years older than me. So I thought like the sun just <laughs> rose and set on her. Um, everything she did, like I studied and I watched. She, um, so she, you know, would bring me and she'd bring me with her places like and do things with me, which was so generous. But she showed me her closet and there were like eight things in her closet. That was it. She was here from Italy. There were eight things. But there were the most beautiful pair of leather, red leather pants I'd ever seen in my and life. Like all designers, right? Like, like all really, yeah. really expensive, nice, but like eight options. Yes. Yes, exactly. Eight options, eight beautiful pieces, three gorgeous blouses, two t-shirts, one other pair of pants, and like three pairs of shoes. That was it. And I, you know, I'm like, how, how does this work? Like, what is this? And that's what she said to me. She said, we don't buy a lot of clothes. We buy pieces that will last a long time and, you know, that are classic and that we'll love for a long time. And that was super cool. But she would, she was dating like all kinds of like fun guys at the time. And I was super young, but she would take me along like on some of her date. I mean, it was just so fun. It was super fun. But yeah, that was a really big lesson. Not that I necessarily implement that. <laughs> I have a ridiculous like amount of stuff and I would like to, I'm glad you brought it up because I'm going to think about that. We just more, had this conversation you know? last night, Alex and I, about <laughs> spring. We did a big spring clean and had this whole conversation about investing in quality pieces. And it, yes, I think it's all on our, our minds with the spring, the spring approaching. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I like it. I'm with you. So I want to know, like, what was your day-to-day yeah. working in the 80s slash – well, I'm I'm so nostalgic for the early 80s, even though I wasn't alive then, because I talked to your – one of your now agents, and she was like, back in the 80s, there was so much work. I didn't even have enough models oh or actors God. to even fill all the jobs. There was so much going on. And now it's like, <laughs> we will pay you $100 to come up with your own look, shoot your own photo, edit it, and then send us the <laughs> finished product. Like – it's just yeah. such a different time. And I just kind of want to hear your, like, su- like what it was like for you working then. It, it really was a different time. A, the 80s were 
crazy. It was nuts at that time. Like every job was a party. It, it just was like every single job was a party atmosphere. So that was super fun. And, you know, the hair and makeup was crazy at that time. Like the biggest hair you could possibly get is what they wanted. The most eyeliner you could get, you know, on your eyes. I mean, it literally, I remember going home and I would have to shower and like brush conditioner through my hair to try to get out like all the product and all the stuff. But so I, you know, obviously I was on my own at a very young age. And when I was in Chicago, you know, that was one thing. When I decided to move back to St. Louis, I lived in an apartment down in the central West End. And, um, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I worked every single day, every day. And um, it was, I mean, it was a very fun time. It was a very, very fun time. And all of those people, you know, also became my friends. And, you know, most of them have stayed in my life all this time too, which is, is kind of cool. But another thing, which is interesting that I know that I've carried with me all these years is that in the eighties and I find, cause I obviously I still work on sets most days. Um, in the eighties, there was this rule that if your call time was eight o'clock, you, if at eight o'clock that timer would go off and whoever was not on set was responsible for paying for the rest of the crew, their rate for however long they were late. Yeah, it was a, it was Whoa. the rule. So that like stuck in my head. So everybody would show up. Like if your call time was eight o'clock, you would be standing tall, wow. the producer seeing you at 7.45. And yeah, and it was a good rule because, you know, people, certain mm -hmm. people with time, it's very fluid for them. And they're like, you know, yeah, eight o'clock, you know, I'll just leave my house at a couple minutes till it'll be fine, you know? And, and this business, as you girls both know, is so time sensitive, you know? So it's so important to, to be on time. Um, but anyway, it's carry, you know, it's, I am like being late makes me twitch. Like I can't, I don't think I've ever been late for anything because, you know, of that sort of mindset that I've carried with me all these years. Oh my gosh. That is a wonderful rule. I think I need, I need to implement it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm terrible. Alex, you must get that from your mom because you are always so prompt. You're early and I'm always like scrambling to get on here. And I'm like, sorry, I was just running from somewhere else and I wasn't ready. And anyway, I like that rule. I need to. I get so stressed think, being late. Yeah. Like, I get, so it's more for myself because even if I, if I skate in by the skin of my teeth, I'm still stressed for an hour after because I cut it too close. Yeah. So it's like, I can't even Absolutely. do it to myself. And Tina, you're right. I mean, I, they did grow up like that. So all three of mine, when I say they are prompt, they are, I remember um, we were all going to a friend of mine's house for a pool party one time. And it was like 10 minutes to the time they were going to show up. And I mean, right at like three minutes till they, all three cars pull up and they arrive. And my friend was like, whoa, you run a tight <laughs> ship. I'm like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. That is I so not cute. not a worry in the world, yeah, that they wouldn't be there. Exactly. I <laughs> love that. Okay, so you've got three children. Alex yes. is the oldest, right? Yeah. Okay, so yes. how long were you in Chicago? And how soon after did Alex come into the picture? She, so I was in Chicago for a year. Okay. And then 
I, I was in Chicago twice. So once at 17, I went up there, I was with the agent that I lived with um, for a while. And then I came home for a little while and met um, Alex and Natalie and Johnny's dad. And we started dating and then we broke up and it was very dramatic. So I hopped in my car and moved back up to Chicago. So that's when I lived there for um, another about nine or 10 months and came home from uh, for Christmas and we ran into each other. And then it was all, we were all back together. And that was that. So that's when I then stayed home. So I was there for about a year and a half, you know, both times combined. And then so like, I don't remember you ever not working. So like, can you tell us a little bit how you went from model to commercial actress, to makeup artist, to producer, to now having your, your clean nail polish company. So like, what was the trans, can you, can you walk us through the transitions? All while being a mother of three children. I mean, that's a job in itself. So how did you balance all of this? It is. And what I've always said is that I feel so fortunate to um, be working in this industry because I did, I've always worked. I love to work. I love, love, love to work. Um, and while having my children, I was able to kind of morph, you know what I mean? Like, because I control my schedule. So I can take jobs when I can take them and I turn them down when I, you know, turn them down. So it's been, this industry has been really, really good to me and I've loved it. So At the end of being in Chicago, I met a girl who was a makeup artist and she was a fabulous makeup artist. And we became friends. And while working up there on days that I wasn't booked as a model, I apprenticed with her and loved it and thought, well, this is a great, cool skill also. And so when I did decide to move back to St. Louis, I started up my makeup business. And it was um, at that time, you know, most of the time there was a makeup artist on set, but as now always too, there's sometimes budget lets you have a makeup artist there and sometimes not. So the agencies in town um, hired me also not only to be on set, but to give lessons to actors and models um, how to do their makeup. So that was a fun way to kind of get into it. And so, um, it was great. It was a, just a ton of fun to be able to do that. And so I've worked, um, since then also as a makeup artist and stylist on set. Um, I always did because of modeling was always doing on camera work. So, um, whether it was print or a spokesperson. I was in the um, 80s. I, there was a, a clothing company here called Fashion Gale, and I was yes. the Fashion Gale. So I did, <laughs> I did all of their commercials and print and all of that. So that was, you know, it was just a really fun time to do all that. And um, and then, you know, as I started getting a little more confident, also. Um, in my speaking skills, I um, did a lot of spokesperson and still do a lot of spokesperson work. Um, I, you know, great, have a good skill set on teleprompter and my earpiece. So it, it's nice, you know, I can work with a lot of different clients in a lot of different ways. And then ways. how did you 
put all of this together and start producing because I feel like the best producers have had all the other jobs. Like you've been a makeup artist, you've been a model, you've been an actor, you've been a stylist. So, and producers need to know what everyone else needs on set. So, but how did you, how did like the first two jobs go? You know, like how was the first start of that? Yeah. Uh, That's a really, really good question. And again, I was lucky enough to have a really good friend who's an exceptional photographer here in town who said, you know, you are really good at delegating and really good at kind of being in charge. And like you said, you know, all of the departments and what they need and the information that they need. I think you would be great at that. And actually, Tina, um, it was Greg Goldman, who was the first person that I ever produced for. Um, And it was actually um, for casino jobs. Oh my gosh. So if anyone doesn't know, um, I, Kathy hired me as a makeup artist this last November and Greg Goldman was the photographer and we all flew out to Arizona. We had an awesome four day shoot working at casinos and I love how that's all circled together. That's awesome. Yes. So, and that was, I mean, as you know, now being on it, those are Mm -hmm. kind of big jobs and they're huge jobs, crazy. And there's people everywhere and there's a ton of talent and it's a lot So it was kind of like, you know, learn, you know, quick and like figure stuff out. So now um, I produce for um, like five different photographers, strictly photography, not video production. Um, When I do any video production, I have a partner who um, I work with for that. But I love it. I love producing for these photographers also because they're amazing and I believe so much in them that, you know, it makes it easier to work you know, with them in doing that. Yeah. So it's one of my favorite things. You're so good at it too. You just like come to life and sh- I mean, you're always full of life, but watching you work on set, it was like, oh my God, she knows what's up. It was so fun to watch you work. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. That's really sweet. Thank you. Oh, totally. Okay. So I'm dying to know where and when and how was the K Ferrara polish born? Why did you start it? When did it start? Tell us all the things. Okay. It, it, this has just been crazy. So I have always been weirdly obsessed with nail polish color. I just have, like, I, I will wear and choose nail polish and always, I know this sounds weird, but always people will say, what is that color? That color? I love your color nail polish always. And also, um, in two, well, 14 years ago, I was diagnosed with colon cancer. And when, after that diagnosis, I started really looking at chemicals and chemicals I was putting on my body and in my body and things that I was using. And so one day I was actually on set and a woman said to me, oh my God, that nail polish color. I just wish there was a line of polish with all the good colors So I wouldn't have to go to that wall of colors in the salon and like figure out what's the best red, what's the best neutral. I'm like, yeah, that would be awesome. And I am just the person to do it (laughs) because I love nail polish color. So in thinking about that, those two things, I thought, okay, if I'm going to bring something to market, it can't just be another product for women that doesn't mean anything. It's gotta be something that will not harm women, that will, that's a good choice for them. Um, so I, 
found a manufacturer that would do everything for me, that would work with my exact color palette that I wanted, as well as making it a 10 free product, which means it's free of the 10 most harmful chemicals that are in most polish brands. So we work very closely together on um, color and formula. And I, we've been, um, we launched June of 2017, which this is also crazy, which I didn't know, but the day we launched is actually National Nail Polish Day. No, and you didn't and I know? I had no idea. <gasps> I did not know. It was crazy. You know how you look up like all the days yes. that everything is? And I'm like, wait, what? That is this so like, kismet. That has got to be a good sign. A great yeah. sign. <laughs> A great sign. So we are having a blast and it has been nothing but so much fun and such a huge learning experience. Like I learned something new every single day with this business. Um, but it, I mean, it's a blast. I know social media. I know manufacturers. I know vendors. I know order. I mean, every piece of it. And I think you two both know, but when I was starting to talk about the product and that I'm going to do this and this is what I'm going to do, my dad had just retired. And so he said, uh, well, you know, you've been talking about this nail thing for a <laughs> while. Do you need help with this? I'm like, well, I'm sure I do. Like, what would you be willing to help with? And he's like, well, you know, I'm not doing anything now. I'm retired. What if I ship? I'm like, Amazing. That would be so amazing. So um, we set up the whole shipping department in their My lower level. So this is the yeah. sweetest. So they will, it's the best, Tina. It is the best. So they'll be just going about their day, doing what they're doing and their phone will ding and they'll be like, oh, we've got some orders and they'll both go downstairs. And my dad does all the labeling and my mom beautifully packages it up with so much love and care. And it's, it's awesome. You can totally it's tell sweet. it's packaged with love and care. I've ordered, I love ordering from K for our color because every time I get the box, it's like a celebration and I open it and it's so <laughs> delicately placed and styled and you can just tell somebody personally took the time to make it special. It feels so special. And I'm so excited because I have, a, I think it gets here today, your newest product that launched. Can you tell us about the new product? I think I was following the tracking yes. and I get, it gets here today and I can't wait to open it. Oh, I'm so exactly. Th thank you so much for ordering it. And I'm so excited to hear what you think of it. I'm loving this product so much. I mean, I swear, I'm, I, you know, of course I'm super passionate about it, but this is like a magic cream. This cream is so good. First of all, it's clean. So it has, um, it's no fragrance, no parabens, no, the six most harmful things that are in most hand creams are not in this. This is a very, very clean product. Um, but what it does, so you put it on and you'll like put it on your hands and you'll smooth, get it in there. And it, for about 15 to 20 minutes, you'll feel it on there and you'll be able to like rub it in. And then at like the 20 minute mark, it's all sunk into your skin. Your hands look like silk. They feel so good. And then the really magic part is the next day you'll wake up and you'll be like, wait, do my hands still feel moist and plump? 
Yes, they do. Yeah. It like lasts for so long. I am, and now I can't really, you know, advertise this, I don't think, but my dad had some scratches and things on his hand. And so he took it and he put it on for two nights and they were gone. It, it has some healing components. <gasps> it's, it's amazing. This cream is so good. I need to get some for my Ben hands, too. Yeah. I need it. Sure. I need it. I My hands are like, they've aged so much in this pandemic with all of the sanitizer. Yes. And oh, my hands, I look down at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, you'd think I was like a 95 year old woman like by looking at my hands, but I can't wait to try this I, and have them healed. I can't wait. You have to tell me every single thing you think about it. Oh, I totally will. I totally <laughs> will. You guys, so we have a special discount code. If yes. you're listening, it is Obsessed20 for 20% off anything on the k for Color site. And it's from now until May 23rd. So you can go get yourself your hand treatment, your hand, your clean hand cream. And really, the thing that I, I always tell people, it's not just nail polish. It's the fact that it's perfectly curated with what is like truly just like the best of the best colors and also that it's clean and I always say that clean beauty is not a trend it's just the way of the future so it's pregnancy safe it's safe for kids there's a kids line it's safe if you have kids and you're touching them and you don't want chemicals on your hands also if you want to go get your mani-pedi professionally go do it and you can just bring the nail polish with you I do that Mm -hmm. all the time yeah I mean, I think that's the best idea anyway, to always bring your polish with you. So it's yours. Like it's, yeah. you know, it's your polish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love okay, that. So we want to ask you some rapid fire questions right now. So we okay. want to know, we know you have the lowest alcohol tolerance of anyone <laughs> we've ever met. And, and I'm slowly turning into you all of a sudden. I used to have a really <laughs> high tolerance and my tolerance has plummeted. But if you are having a cocktail, half mm-hmm. of one, a sip of one, what are you having? Um, so my favorite cocktail, which if I do have this, I will drink the whole thing because I love it so much, is a paper plane. Have you ever had one of those? No. What is a paper plane? I've never even heard yes. of it. Oh, you will love it. So it is equal parts, Aperol, uh, Amaro, bourbon, and fresh lemon. Equal Wait, parts. that sounds delicious and right up so my you know, alley. You would love it. You would love it's it. It's delicious. And you shake it in a shaker with ice, and then it's served in a coupe glass, which are my favorite little glasses to drink from. I love so coupe glasses. You have to try this. I had, I've, I'm a professional drinker and I have never heard of this. <laughs> I am so excited to try this. This is a cool, um, kind of, kind of a cool story. So there was a place in Chicago that we would go to, Alex, you were probably too young when we would go there, but, um, called the, uh, what's it called? The Violet Hour or the Violet. It's this really famous bar that's super cool. And a, the bartender there is who invented it. And it was kind of a riff off um, a cocktail called The Last Word. Have you ever had that? No. Okay, I got to get my back together. (laughs) Oh, The Last Word. I've got, maybe not on the podcast, but another time I'll tell you the craziest (laughs) last word story. Alex, do you know this? No. Should I say it? Yes. I'm Spill the tea. But sure. is a crazy story. You have to tell it now. This is when, so Johnny is a senior in high school. Oh, this okay? your young, so your youngest sad. son, right? So, yeah. or no, well, youngest son, youngest, yeah. no, yeah. Youngest, oh, youngest child, youngest Got child. It. He's just okay. so tall and so grown up that he, he seems older, but he's the youngest. Okay. Okay. So 
Okay, so he's a senior in high school and he's invited to a million proms. Like he's going to proms every weekend, okay? Just constantly going to proms. Literally like twice, f- like four times a weekend, Johnny was yeah. oh, It was proms in like everywhere. So I <clears throat> am one of the moms in charge of the mom prom, okay? The mom prom is going to be Sunday night and I've been secretly meeting with all the moms because we're going to do a secret flight flash dance to surprise all the boys. Flash mob. mob. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Flash mob (laughs) to surprise all the boys. So I'm all excited about this and we've been planning it and it's so much fun. Okay. So Saturday night, Johnny is going to another prom. Okay. And I say to him, you better not drink because we have to be in good shape for the mom prom. prom. I'm so excited about it, Johnny. Like be good, please come home. We have to be in good shape. Okay, mom. Okay, I gotcha. So that night I go to my friend, Danny, (laughs) you also know now, Danny's birthday party. So I walk into this really fun party and my, one of my friends says, Hey, we're so happy you're here. Do you want a glass of wine or do you want this fun drink? The last word. I'm like, well, I want the last word. I mean, I want a fun drink. Like, what do you, what do you mean? So the last word is supposed to be served like in a little glass and like, well, I had like a cup of the last word. Oh no. And again, I am a serious lightweight anyway. I remember a bunch of my friends getting me in the car. I remember Joe driving me home and like lights flashing past my face. And the next day I was so sick. Tina, here's how sick I was. I was sick. I lost six pounds that day. No. I'm not exaggerating. Like throwing up. That's how sick I was. Could not move. Kathy, no. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, totally poisoned. Everybody in my life is running to like Whole Foods and going places to get me any hangover cure that they can get me because tonight, that night is the, 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 um, mom prom. Oh my God. Finally, at like five o'clock, I crawl out of my bed. I get myself into the shower. Joe has a little table set up next to where I'm doing my makeup (laughs) with all of the things for me to sip and try to eat. And I somehow make it there. And all of, and my my dress like fit me so nicely because I had lost. All my friends were like, oh, you look great in that outfit. I'm like, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I just threw it all up. So, <laughs> oh so my that is God. my crazy last word story. So be careful if you try that be one. Be careful. Oh, you will You will have the last word. It, yes, it had the last it, word. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> it will have the last appropriately. word. Appropriately. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you shared that story. That is iconic. It's I love that. Oh my God, Kathy. Okay. So to stick with the rapid fire questions, yeah, sorry, what that would be, yeah, no, oh my God, no, love it. We love that. So, okay. If you, you've already got your K4 hour polish on the desert Island, but you're on a desert Island. What are your two beauty products that you can't live without that you must have in addition to your K4 hour color polish? Okay. Well, I need all of my beauty products. First of all, I need every <laughs> single Great. one of them. <laughs> Um, the two that I think I rely on the most, believe it or not, are my Crest White Strips and my Latisse. 
Do you know about Latisse? Yes. Yeah, that's the eyelash yeah. so we serum, use, right? We actually use a similar thing. I love the Rodin and Fields, mm-hmm. which yes. is a lot like Latisse. It's that kind of, I feel like it's probably a very it's similar. It's probably the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It Those is. serums I, are game changer. They yeah. really are. And I am like all about the white teeth and the long lashes. And I've tried like every, you know, all those lash, cool lashes that everybody has. I can't, you know, I just can't deal with them. So I'm just like, I'm going to just try to make my own, you know, continue to use. So those are my two products. I, I love that. They're really important to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's those are answer. excellent. Those are really good. Yeah. That's a really good answer. So I feel like I might have an idea of this, but we want to know who is inspiring to you. Like who, who do you love? Here's who I love. Be famous, not famous, whoever. I have to say to you, I don't know if I want to name a person. When I think about people or who inspires me, I think about people who are creating things. That's what I think about. I am very lucky to be surrounded by um, people who are about something, you know, that they're making something, whether it's photography, whether it's video, whether it's a product, whether it's an idea, whether it's even an event, whatever it is, like those are the people I want to be around. Um, I have a really hard time having conversations with people about like kind of what is, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is right now? I, my conversations always lean towards what can we do? Like, what can we create? How can we make this happen? Um, what, you know, what new recipe, what fun dinner party, like, what can we create? That is when I get like really jazzed up. Um, one of my best friends, Danny, um, you know, Danny is, Um, I mean, he's the same way. Like, that's why I just get so jazzed when we're together because we're like, what can we, what, what can we do? Like, how can we make this better? What can we, so those are like, that's what inspires me, you know? So it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily a person. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Tina and I are the exact same way. We're always thinking, okay, what can we do next? What creative thing? Who's doing what? I mean, that's literally how this podcast Mm -hmm. even started. I mean, we're the same way. You are. You exactly are. Like pulling things out of nothing, you know, like creating something and just figuring out how to make it happen. And that's exactly what you two are all about and why it's so fun to watch everything that you have going on. It's it's a blast and it's very, very exciting. Thanks, Mom. Thank you. Well, you and you inspire us, Kathy. That's for sure. That's for sure. Now, Mother's Day is coming up. It's just around the corner. I I know that Alex, Alex made you a mom. <laughs> so tell me a little bit. Can you share with us what was Alex like as a baby, as a little girl, as a child, what was it like? Al- little baby Alex. It's kind of a lot. It, Alex <laughs> was literally a mini version of who she is right now. <laughs> Truly. So, oh yeah, my God. I mean, she was hilarious. I always felt like I had, like literally when she was two years old, I felt like I had a little friend with me all the time <laughs> because she was in charge. She was, she did Mm -hmm. not want to miss out on anything. I have pictures of her. She would not go to bed to save her life. Not because she wasn't tired, but because she did not want to miss out on anything. I have so many pictures Mm -hmm. of her 
laying like in the hallway with just her head peeking around the corner <gasps> just so she can see and that's how she would fall asleep too she would fall asleep that is the sweetest know, thing I've in ever the heard. hallway like just peeking around just to have eyes on us that we weren't doing anything <laughs> you know without her she also <laughs> um you know because she's only 22 months older than natalie so i mean she was a baby when natalie was born in most worlds, she would be a baby, but she was not. She was, I had like a co-mom with me at all times, parenting, you know, Natalie and Johnny both. There was, I think I just sent you, Alex, a picture of this. There was a, a time when I had the two of them in the family room and I had to run and go to the bathroom really quick, came back out. Natalie apparently needed changed. Alex had her diaper off and was changing her diaper. She was two. No. She was two. No. Yeah. yeah. So that's right. Okay, that does sound like Alex. Like she's just like, oh, I, I see something that needs to be yeah. done. I'll just do that. Yeah. I'll take care of that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. I love <laughs> I know. that. I know. I had I had a little best friend, seriously, from the second <laughs> she was born. Yeah. But then, and then I, you had a little bossy friend. And then I was like, I'm having my own talk show. It's called At Home with Alexandra. Yes. And I would like make everyone do whatever I wanted. And Wait, I, you had a, talk, had show? a talk show? Wait, so this isn't your this isn't your first interview <laughs> no, show? this is not my first. It goes way back to when I was 10. And I wore <laughs> fake glasses and I had a little index no. cards. And I would make my mom set up the camera. And I would in- interview guests. And we would do makeovers. We would do interviews. Yeah. It was called At Home with Alexandra. And I was so bossy. I would make Natalie and Johnny were like my, my my brother and sister were like my assistants my mom was like doing the camera and grandma and pap would be guests they would come over and and she did not like any messing it up like if Johnny <laughs> would make a joke in there somewhere oh it, <laughs> no forget it yeah she just canceled the whole thing oh my god yeah <laughs> <gasps> oh i would die for some of those yeah, home I videos i can only folks. imagine yeah, yeah. Oh, please. I would love to find an episode or two of At Home with Alexandra. Please. Please send those over. Oh, my God. Mom, you're the best. Thanks for coming on. Oh, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. To be in the same kind of room with the two of you two is a gift. So we can't wait to have you in person in New York. We'll have to all go out and have paper planes and the last words in person. And I love that. Thank you guys so very much for having me. Thank Thank you. you. We love you. I love you both. Love you. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Pete's. Few things start your day better than a good coffee. That's why Pete's hand-roast their coffee from a specific selection of high-quality beans. And they don't just put those beans into anyone's hands. Pete's trains their roasters for 10,000 hours so they can master the roast that gives you the most. Pete's Coffee. Coffee for coffee people. Find Pete's online or at your local retailer. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Liz. Hey, Liz, are you schmat? I'm pretty schmat. Are you schmat? Not as schmat as I'm going to be after I listen to an episode of Learn a Little. Learn a Little? That's a stupid podcast for smart people. It sure is. Every episode, Liz and I each take a random Wikipedia article and teach the other person about it. We could be learning about anything, from the politics of West African islands to Olympic gold medalists from New Jersey. Then we quiz each other to see who wins each episode and who gets to wear the crown of schmat. So far, I have not yet won. So come laugh along and learn a little with new episodes every other Friday. 
hosted by Dimly Wit and Background Joys. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. Learn a little. A stupid podcast for schmat people. <laughs> schmat. <laughs> From 20th Century Studios and New Regency, the creator, only in theater September 29th. Like it or not, humankind will end. We should never have let AI out of the box. From the director of Rogue One. Did you locate the weapon? This can't be right. She's just a kid. My name is Alfie. You're my friend? She dies with the rest of them. I can't do that. The creator experienced the movie event only in theater September 29th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Get tickets now. Okay, and now we are back and we have another very special guest. This time, we're going to be speaking to my mother, lovingly referred to as Momo. We call her in my family. And that's Susan Scariano. Um, okay, so mom. Hi, Momo. Hi, sweetheart. <laughs> we're so excited to have you oh, here today. I'm I'm really nervous, but I'm excited as well. You're oh amazing. God. You also just look so beautiful. Your skin is flawless. You. Your hair is great. You're, you have this gorgeous lip color on. It's just, it's all working. And you guys look so Thank much you. alike. I can handle it. I know. We do. <laughs> I love it. I know. We're twins. We're twins. So you're you're on Mountain Standard Time. Correct. Right? Because where are you coming to us from? I'm coming to you from the heart of Billings, Montana. <laughs> sure are. Yeah, that's where you were, you were born and raised in Billings, Montana, right? I was. It's my home. And you, you, you went to school in Bozeman, which is like two hours from yes. Billings. But did you ever have any, any want or desire to, to leave Billings and live somewhere else? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to be able to travel the world. And this is my home. I love it. I love it. You do love it. What do you like the most about it? Do you like the community? Do you like, what do you love about it? Mm, that's a really good question. The Rim Rocks. And can you tell us a little bit about what the Rim Rocks are? Because I know what those are. I have no idea. They are, it is, um, when you fly into Billings, you actually fly in and land on top of the Rim Rocks. And it's just this beautiful bank of rocks, you know, like a mountain, only it's a bank of rocks that they call the Rim Rocks, where um, it, there was, it, there's all kinds of history there. And you can imagine, you know, the, the Indians up on the the rim top of the rims and watching the valley below um and the rim the yellowstone river runs through there it's just it's just gorgeous it's not like any rock formation you've ever seen not like a mountain it's really sands sandstone and pine trees. I've never been to Montana ever. I need to come and visit you guys. But I you feel, do. So I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, and I feel like Montana and Missouri, there's a similar energy to people there, yes. from the Midwest. Because I always, when people ask me to describe Tina and I in our podcast, I always want to say, we're two Midwest gals in New York. But like, Montana's not the Midwest, but I feel that from Tina's energy so much. So I feel like mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a similarity. I think so too. I have a lot of relatives that are from Missouri. Oh. And so, yes, I feel it that way as well. Yes. Totally. And mom, something that I love about you, and it's very similar to Alex and I, is that we you have had a million different jobs. Like you- I have. You name it, and I'll call you with any question. Well, I, I know how to do that because I either figured <laughs> it out or I worked and I did that. Or So can you give us kind of a rundown of all the different jobs- that you've had throughout, I mean, starting from your very first job. My very first job is I taught baton twirling <laughs> at the city recreation department here in Billings, Montana to grade schoolers. That's amazing. Um, 
Yes, that was my very first job. And then after that, between college summers, I worked for the recreation department and I'd always taught dance or baton. And the other classes that they offered were arts and crafts. And so I, you know, I've always been really artsy and crafty. You have. Like one year I said, can I please teach arts and crafts for the summer? And so I did that one summer. And then after that, I, my junior and senior year of college, I put myself through college by working at a place called Mr. Steak. And I don't know if they have Mr. Steaks anymore, but it was the greatest job. I made enough money for an apartment, a car, my tuition. That's amazing. Um, I guess the most memorable thing about that job was that I waited on Marlon Brando. Wow. Wait, you did? I didn't know that. Yes. When he was here filming what the heck was it? Missouri Breaks, I think. And oh my um, God. I was so embarrassed, you guys, because <laughs> <laughs> he ordered a captain's platter, which is all seafood. And I said, how would you like that? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's fish. And I'm like, oh. oh right. And I got a $6 tip. And I'll never forget that he ordered two pieces of blueberry pie off the mode. And did he eat them and both? Like, oh, yeah. <gasps> so and interesting. It was a six- was a six dollar tip back then? Was that a good tip? <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good. It was marginal. But like I Marlon mean, Brando know, could have done a little better. It was marginal. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. A long time ago. That was in nineteen seventy, like five. And wasn't Mister so. Steak the the restaurant that had um, the telephones in the booth that you'd call and no, order? That was the Happy Diner. Oh, that was the Happy Diner. Let's see. What did I do after that? Uh, gosh. Oh, I was. I actually went to college and and became. Um, my degree was uh, special education. Wait, and, hold on. Um, I did not know that. So my sister went uh-huh. to school for special education really? and she's a, yeah. Yeah, she's a, t- a teacher for kids with special needs and now a therapist for te- for kids with special needs. I had no idea. Yeah. And I, I graduated in um, special ed, elementary ed. Oh my gosh. Good for you. So I actually taught fifth grade resource room for one year. And then I had Samantha, Tina's older sister. And then I didn't work for a while. And then I went to work for a department store here in Billings and then sold cosmetics for several years. And then I went to work for Estee Lauder and I worked for them for 19 years. Wow. And that's when I was growing up. I knew you Mm -hmm. as the Estee Lauder mom and you always had a French twist and Uh navy blue nylons and block heels and like the little navy blue dress that you had to wear. It was Hennessy's at the time. And then they switched to Dollar's. That was one of my accounts. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's so funny, mom, because today, well, so I used to, whenever I used to call the store to talk to, to call, I'd call her when I got out of school or if I needed something, or sometimes I just call to say hi or whatever. I always had to call and I would talk to this woman named Darlene. She was the person that always, what was her job title at Hennessy's? Oh, Oh, Darlene. Well, she was the um, my account manager. Or oh. my, she was the she was the department manager for the cosmetics. Okay, so I okay I'd call and she'd answer the phone and I'd I'd be a little girl and say hi, it's Tina. I'm calling for my mom Susan. Oh, hi Tina. Let me put you right through. Okay, well, guess who I talked to you today, Darlene, because oh now Darlene is my financial advisor. She then went to work for my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. years later and took over his office. And so now she's all mm-hmm. of our financial advisors. And so Darlene. I was just on the, So we've known Darlene for years, but I always, that's a mm-hmm. fond, 
a fond memory calling your your counter. Um, yes. And then I always loved coming to work with you, especially when it was like Christmas time and they would close down the stores and you'd get everybody to shop with a discount. And mom knew I loved cash registers. I've always loved the buttons. <laughs> so she, they upstairs, they had like a whole room of just cash registers um, where the, all the offices were. And she would let me just go there and just type on all the cash registers all night while she did work. And <laughs> did that is stuff. so cute. That is so cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I learned a lot in retail. You can learn a lot working retail. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. And Tina and I, I feel like we always talk about, we have so many similarities, but one of them is that we both grew up with makeup artist moms Mm -hmm. and we both just grew up. I don't remember a time where I didn't know just kind of the basics of makeup. It was just something, it was like, you know it. And here's your skincare. It was just a part of the routine like we were not the girls who were like got to a certain age we're like what do we do it was just no we always know it it's always in our house it's always around and so Mm -hmm. because you were always interested in creative things and design and and stuff like that what made you interested in makeup what when did it shift over to makeup or have you always loved makeup I always loved makeup I did always love makeup but that was just it was I needed a job and that job was available that suited me at the time and I fell in love, kind of like what you've done. It's very true. It's very true. I know. It's such a positive thing. It's not negative. It's happy. It's positive. You make feel people feel good about themselves. They look good. They feel good. They're happy. They're grateful. It's just a, it's a really wonderful industry. I totally agree with you. And I think Mm -hmm. for people who have not worked in the business, who have never been a makeup artist, it's so much more than just the makeup. You're making someone see themselves in a way they haven't or make them feel better, or you're covering up something on their skin that makes them feel bad. And then they look in the mirror and they smile. It's so much more than just the makeup. You're literally making someone feel better about themselves. And that's huge. It is. Well, mom. Okay. So now we're going to kind of run into like a little rapid fire questioning here for you. And I think I know the answer to most of these questions, but let's start with the most fun question. Well, they're all really fun, but here's one that I'm, I I know the answer to, but I don't know if Alex knows the answer. What's your favorite cocktail? I actually think I know part of this answer because I know, Tina, you have told me that you and your mom love Kim Crawford wine and I also love Kim Crawford, but that's not a cocktail. So like I might know one of your favorite wines, but I want to know the cocktail. Yes. Well, my favorite cocktail is uh, Hendrix Martini Dirty Up. So good. Hendrix Gin is the best. And we can knock back a few of those at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can. I love that. I'm the opposite. (laughs) I like the same thing, but with vodka. It just goes down way better for me. Gin for some reason, but I love the same thing. I love just a vodka martini up with Mm -hmm. olives. It's my go-to. Yes. Yes. My go-to. Okay. I want to know, and especially with your history and your makeup history, what are the two products? Could be skincare. It could be makeup that you just cannot live without that when they're empty, you run to the store that you just got to have. Well, it definitely is the double wear foundation. I knew you were going to say that. I cannot live without that. Yes. You both love that so much. And honest to gosh, I don't know what the second one is. Um, Because I've always, you know, thought that question of if you got stranded on a (laughs) desert island or you could only take two pieces, what would you take? I think it would be lipstick because you could use it as blush and lips. Got really desperate. You could probably do a little bit on your eyelids. So um, the beauty of not having worked 
for Estee Lauder for, well, since, oh gosh, I can't remember when I left, I think it was 1999, was then I could just try everything that I wanted to try. And so I don't really have, I'm trying, gosh, you guys, you're stumping me. On You're question. doing great. Um, You're doing great. No, I, the, okay. First of all, you guys are both obsessed mm. with the Estee Lauder Foundation and I have not oh, tried obsessed. it. I have to try it. And second of all, the lipstick is super smart because of what you just said. It can mm. also be a blush. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tina and I also were really into cream blush now for that reason, mm-hmm. just like Absolutely. a little on each cheek. So yep. I think that's mm-hmm. a perfect answer. And as you age, you are much better off with a cream blush because it doesn't fall into the fine lines and wrinkles. I feel the exact same way. Um, Totally. Okay. So I really want to know, because I met Tina, I mean, we were in our mid-20s, early Mm mid-20s when we met. So I do not know anything about little baby Tina, childhood Tina, besides the photos that I've seen, which are just a trip. But I want to know what she was like as a kid. Is there a funny story or just like... You're going to make me cry. She was an angel. You... Um, an angel. Oh, you are the sweetest. Oh. Thing. This is this. You are so sweet. And I have a little granddaughter now, Savannah. Excuse me. It's just like her. She does, Tina. Your niece does look exactly like your childhood. Photos. I know. And personality. I mean, Tina was perfect child. <laughs> um, she was. She was. I. She was just a joy to have. Oh my gosh. You're so sweet. Tina had a big personality. She always wanted to be a comedian. <laughs> this was at the age of like five. And she would tell stories and <laughs> sing. I always knew she was going to be an entertainer. Uh-huh. Always. Um, she was a really good kid. I didn't have any trouble with her until she pierced her Yeah, well, that, I, mean, <laughs> I have told that story. I have told that story <laughs> where I said, I pierced I my belly button. And then my mom said, well, then that's when we lost you. I mean, those teenage yeah, years yeah. are just a nightmare for everyone. They are. And uh, I don't care who no. you are. I mean, I think back of me even doing things that I shouldn't have done. Every kid yeah. does it. Every kid does it. So Anything specific about Tina? Let me like think. Like, what, what was she um, up to? What was, like, eight-year-old Tina up to in her free time? Like, what did you walk in on her doing? Um, playing Barbies <laughs> with two of her friends in a, a closet, a little huge closet that we had in this bonus room. Um, she'd be out shooting hoops. She'd be out jumping on the trampoline. She was a little fish. We had a swimming pool in our backyard, and she was a fish. She she was just, she would do this. I mean, her little body would just, um, very active, always singing, um, very grown up. She could engage an adult from a young age. Um, I think you have to tell the story of the, I got a hoop from oh, shooting hoops. I'm no going to make you tell it. I'm going to make you tell I it. I really need to hear it. Okay. So we it's had a one of our favorite home. Yeah. Oh my God. We had a two story house and I was upstairs in the bedroom, my bedroom. And I hear the door close, slam, actually. And, you know, Tina had been outside and I hear this. Well, should I say it? What I heard? Say what I heard was, I got a poop. And I'm like, <laughs> well, go. And she, she can't be like, I got a poop. I'm like, well, go. And pretty soon I came downstairs. She goes, Mom, I got a poop. Without playing basketball. Oh my. And I'm like, we still say that. We still say it. Well, go. 
Well, go. Oh, what do you want me to do about it? I guess she had to be there. That is it so funny. funny. Oh my God. Being a mom, I just like, of course you're like, what do you want me to do right now in this moment? Like oh go take God. care of it. That is hilarious. Yeah. And we, we, you and I have been through some things. And I think our, when we went through the trenches the first go around, because we've been to the trenches Mm -hmm. a few times, but, you know, I already asked you about all your jobs, you know, your jobs that you've had. Mm -hmm. We haven't spoken about the jobs that you and I had together that when I was a little girl, okay, so my first job, my dad... RIP, but he. Can we go there. We're gonna go. We'll be. We'll be diplomatic. Okay. <laughs> but he. Oh my God. He thought it would be a great idea for me to have a job. How, and how old are I was, you talking? How old are you? How old was I with the bottles? Oh my gosh, you were like fifth grade, okay. weren't you? Yeah. Fourth, third, fourth, fifth. Grade? I think it was like third grade. Okay. I think it was like third grade. And what we would do is we'd go to Fuddruckers, this restaurant, and ask for all of their recycled beer bottles, wine bottles, things like that. Okay. We'd take them home, we'd sanitize them, and then we'd fill them with candy and put stickers on them, and then I'd go to craft fairs and sell them. And it was really lucrative and really fun when I was little, and okay, great. So then the next thing he said, well, I've got a great idea, and do you want to take this one, Mom? This is where you come in. He decides that we need to get vending machines, <laughs> but they're not just your regular vendings. They are cheapest chintziest they hold hershey's nuggets um uh, chocolate hershey's nuggets and they're a quarter and so he hired this guy from somewhere that came in and scouted out all these locations so we didn't have to get the locations and there were 25 were there 25 machines i think there were 25 there was a lot and they were in the sketchiest of places oh my god so sketchy uh on the sketchiest parts of town i think our nice our very nicest one was the best western in laurel montana but they were in like automotive like garages and like where there was like not a soul anywhere around you'd go i mean like like the perfect place to murder somebody because like nobody's gonna hear you scream because like there's no one there places i'm Mm -hmm. so afraid of living in new york city i'm so used Mm -hmm. to people and noise so if Mm -hmm. i go anywhere where there's no one there i immediately like what is wait what's Mm -hmm. wrong (laughs) yeah so me and mom every week after school there was a day and we'd have to take a few hours and drive all around and refill and collect our quarter (laughs) and then seriously and then oh I don't know three or four months into it we find that all the chocolate has gone bad remember that yes oh that was awful I mean those Hershey's nuggets they they've gone they turned like white yeah (laughs) or if it was in a place that was no air conditioning. They had melted. Of yeah, just yeah. like majorly melted or expired. Just not not what you mm-hmm. wanted. Not mm-hmm. what you wanted. Oh, so, um, that's one of those moments <laughs> where I should have stood my I should have stood up to my husband and said, "I will no longer do this." It this it was it was awful. I, it was right. just. It was awful. It was awful. You got, I can just picture the two of you, which I feel Mm -hmm. like back then you probably had like more similar hair, just like the two little twins, like Mm -hmm. running around, hunting for a vending machine and an abandoned Mm -hmm. warehouse parking Mm -hmm. lot. Like, yes. I can remember the grease smell. Oh, yes. Like the automotive grease smell. Yes. Oh my gosh. But I'll tell you what, if I was going to do that with anybody, it would be you, Mom. You are the most fun person I know. You're so fun and you have the best attitude. And you also are the strongest person I know. You're the strongest woman I know and you're my touchstone for anything, anytime. 
And I've watched you completely take control of your life. And you've always been the strongest woman around. And I want to know who inspires you or what inspires you in your life? Because you inspire me and I want to know who's your person. Not to sound weird, but good old Lord inspired me. Um, There's some divine intervention there. Some way, somehow, um, it's just there. It's there. I've dealt with a lot of pain and awful things and health problems and whatnot. And you just, what happens is you just go into, if something happens, you say, okay, we're going to handle this. We're not going to like sit and cry and weep and, you know, oh, what, how do I handle it? Because that's how my mother always handled it. everything was, oh no, the sky is falling. It's good. So I guess that's, I thought I'm not going to be like that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let that control me. I'm going to control it. No, it's a great thing. thing. I, you're very strong and that's very inspiring because we cannot control what's thrown at us. And we, we've all go through Mm -mm. such unimaginable, painful, hard times, everyone. everyone. And that attitude of like, okay, we're, I don't know how, but we're going to handle this and we're going to get through this. Yeah. Good for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I got that strength. To be honest with you, I really don't. I I think think when I was a little girl, you know, I never cried. I still don't. I wish I did. You cried on this. You just cried on this podcast (laughs) and I've never seen you cry. I know. Yes. (laughs) You cried on this. You just cried on this podcast and I've never seen you cry. But that was a happy cry. It was. So you're, maybe you're a joyful crier, a happy, when things are really happy and good. Yeah. Yeah. Those were happy. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate, you know, no, I, I don't know. I just want, it's not, not going to get me. Mm -hmm. Guys, I need to come visit. I need to come. You do. I, I want to know, are you, are you watching anything or reading anything cool that you might want to recommend? Like, is there a new book you love or a TV show you're loving right now? Well, Tina, no. you're going to think I'm crazy. Cray cray. I never watched the Gilmore Girls. And Tina kept talking about the Gilmore Girls. And so I'm on like season six and I love it so much. I'm obsessed. It's so good. I know. It's so, I didn't know. I didn't know. It's so <sighs> good. They remind me so much of you and me, mom. Like, they're best friends and they're yes. so similar. I'm like, that yes. was me. That's me and my mom. Yep. And you can like finish each other, other sentences yep. and whatnot. And, you know, I haven't read for a while, which kind of bums me out because I, you know, I, I was really a very avid reader for a very long time. And then I just, I think the last book I read was what's where the crawdad. So that's a that great one. Called. Yes. It's a great book. Um, gosh. Oh no. I read the, um, the oh, one about the boys that are the uh the rowers is it new a new book no it well it's a couple of years old i believe um they were the olympic team in the time of the nazi germany and um gosh darn it i'll have oh to my gosh, let you yeah, guys know I what that was it was amazing um gosh what am i watching Gilmore Girls is good. That's a good one. Sort of, you know, I'm, I watched Handmaid's Tale and it's sort of started again, but I have to be in the, I have to be. Oh my gosh. I literally oh. just texted Tina about this very thing last night. I was like, okay, really? so yes. excited. Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale is back. I binged the the last, the first three episodes, but uh, fair warning that it's very disturbing. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's. Okay. So have you guys watched yes. This Is Us? I'm not caught up, but yes. Okay. okay so I, 
that I find that disturbing. I have to be, I have to be in the right frame of mind to watch that. And I was out with uh, girlfriends the other night and one of them said, uh, I can't watch it. It's the most depressing show on TV. And I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I never thought of it that way. And I'm like, it is, mm-hmm. it is kind of depressing. It's kind of like hard. It's I have to be totally in the right mindset. Yeah. I actually totally agree Mm -hmm. with you. I feel like this is us. There's no humor in it. I feel like they're just, it's like how many different ways can we make you cry? But do you know what I feel like is the better version of this is us is parenthood. Oh, have you guys watched Parenthood? Oh, off the try that. Parenthood is great. Oh my gosh. So it's with Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls. She's in it. And it is oh. like This Is Us. It's a story of a family, but they really do it right. They show the highs and the lows and the funny moments. There's mm-hmm. always humor to it. And it's just, yes. it's addicting. I, I think that, that you would love it. My mom just watched the whole thing. I watched, rewatched the whole thing. My grandparents love it. Like a lot of my, a lot of my friends love it. I feel like you would love that show. It's so good. It's Thank so you. good. Thank you. Because I, I was either going, when I finished this, I was either going to go yeah. Golden Girls, because I love that, or I heard so much about The Office, which I had never, I've never watched I that either. I can't so. get into The Office. I, I'm, I just can't get into it, but I need to, maybe I'll give it another shot. Okay. Now, something I do have to ask is because I asked you for some photos and you so graciously sent over some wonderful photos of the two of us together, which I loved. And my favorites were the ones from the 80s, like late 80s. And your hair, your hair is incredible. It's like a lion's (laughs) mane. And I know that there's another one of you and my sister, Samantha, my older sister, Samantha, and your hair is even curlier. And I know, you know what I'm talking about. You have the bangs and it's so curly. like a poodle. (laughs) A very adorable poodle. What, how, how did you do that? How did you get your hair like that? Well, that particular one, the one you're talking about, Oh gosh. So Samantha was a baby. And so it had to have been 1980 or 19. Yeah. That that picture was taken. I actually had a perm, which I have really naturally curly, like not anymore. Now it's naturally frizzy wavy, but, um, I actually had a perm and, Oh, I, it, I look like a brillo. I'm sure you looked adorable. <laughs> I am a huge fan of the 80s no. hair. I, I mean, in the, in the day, it was cool because all you had to do is wash your hair and then pick it out with a pick. Oh, my God. But, like, you teased it, right? I mean, I remember my mom had big 80s hair, and you didn't tease it. No, you just got a perm. Picked my it. My hair was got that it. Okay, so my curly. mom didn't get the perm. She, or no, she, yeah, she didn't get the perm, but, like, she, I remember she would tease it just to, like, make it bigger. It was always, like, how can I get it bigger? Mm-hmm. I just, I yes. love it. I love yes. the 80s hair look. I really love it. Oh, I don't know if that'll come back. I don't know. The '90s are coming back. I wonder if I wonder if the big hair is gonna. What's the What's the '90s hair? '90s. Well, well, I don't know if the '90s hair is coming back it's so worth much. It. Oh. Just, yeah, it's the fashion. The fashion, like the 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 cut of the jeans and the platforms mm-hmm. and that kind of thing is definitely coming back right now. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Mom, you're a dreamboat. I love you so much. I love you. I cannot wait to see you. I know. Have fun in Florida. I am jealous. I'm going to Florida with my family, but not until August. So Tina is going first, and I am so excited for you guys. You guys are going to have a ball. 
Thank you. Yes, when this airs, we'll be in Disney World. So I don't know where we'll be on Wednesday. We're going to be in one of the We'll parks. be in uh, Magic Kingdom. So we'll be in Magic oh Kingdom God. when this episode airs. So fun. I love Disney. I'm like a, my, I'm a Disney super fan. So I'm going to just be living vicariously the whole time. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Momo. We love you. And we're so happy you came thank on the you podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. I Thanks appreciate you guys. Here. And I'm so oh happy to meet gosh. Alex. I mean, I, I feel know, like I know I you. Know. I really just need to come to Montana and hang out with the whole crew. You're darling. And well, we were telling gorgeous. we were telling Kathy that we got to figure out a time for the two of you to come out to New York because I know. Kathy and you guys would just hit it off. You would totally hit it off. I would love that. Yeah. So we'll we'll that. figure that out. Thank you so much. Love we you love guys. you. Thank you for being love here. Love you, Mom. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more content, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Patreon, and give us a follow at Obsessed with the Best Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Hosted on dimlywit.com.